0: What you gonna do with this fire on the inside? I said, what you gonna do with this fire on the inside? This is what we live for To go where you say you go Let the whole world know You're the light in the darkness This is what we live for We love you.
1: be listed in your folders or pamphlets that you were given. So this is a bit of a newer song, but it's it's easy to sing. It's catchy. And I just wanted to share it and get it started because this song just talks about um, when we face those moments in life that maybe we don't want to walk through, we don't want to be in, that we can look up and we can turn our eyes up to Jesus. And when we face Um, difficult times, we can look to him through praising him, and it takes our eyes off our circumstances and ourselves, and it puts our eyes on a bigger and greater God who has a bigger and greater plan than we know. So it's uh, it's new, it's easy to sing and catch you, so I think you'll catch on quick.
2: Seat, everybody. Welcome, everyone, in the cars, in the chairs. So glad that we could worship again on a and have this service on a Wednesday night. I'm glad you joined us. Welcome, invited guests. Welcome, outer towners. Welcome, first timers. You're all welcome here. And we're just glad to share good news with you here as we've sung about. Thank you, team. Thank you, team uh, that served down there with the food and the team that's serving with the kids right now. And we'll serve the kids after. Thank you, everyone who played a part tonight. This is a team effort from start to finish. So thank you, everyone. Uh, we have one. Uh, actually, just to, to, to make a special note, Abigail De La Cruz probably had the best outfit, I think, but she couldn't give herself the award. But let's just let's just recognize this. I just wish she would have found a matching shirt for Pastor Elijah. That was my, my only disappointment. And We have one really, really special guest. I mean, all of your guests are are special, but we have one super-duper special guest, and that's sitting over there with David and Naomi Salas, little Grace Salas, the newest member of, of New Life Community Church. Welcome and congratulate them as they brought their little baby here today. We are so thankful to God for his goodness to you and to our church family, just to see it grow naturally that way as well. And so, thank you. Let's pray as Pastor Elijah prepares to to preach to us here this this evening. Let's pray. God, we thank you for this night, the beauty of this day. Thank you that we can sing and we can eat and we can drink coffee together. Thank you for the, the children, the youth, the adults, the seniors that are here, Lord. We gather in your name and just pray that you would be glorified. Now speak to us as Pastor Elijah brings the word to us. Would your Holy Spirit just guide him and may he speak to our hearts as you work in and through him this evening. We pray this in Jesus name. Amen. Amen.
3: Oops. All right, would you just give God some praise again tonight? Another praise. Come on. He's done so good. He's accomplished so much. Oops. How are we doing? And uh I just got a little bit of uh you know, um sermon that I'm going to share with you tonight. Of course, uh Heritage. I'm a Filipino guy, came here 13 years ago to Canada, and so I'm proud of my heritage. We brought spring rolls to Canada and some good restaurant workers everywhere you go, so proud to be a Filipino. We also just had our first gold medal from the Olympics. First time ever. We've had 12 medals all throughout the last hundred years, and six of them are from boxing, so if you know me, I love. little boxing here and there. That's what I do for workouts. So if you'd like to book some one-on-one personal training, I can do that on the side, make a little bit of money. Um, Thank you for coming tonight. Uh, It's a beautiful night, and uh, my wife and I has just been having an amazing first year of marriage. We thank you for the leaders of this church, our pastors, who have guided us, have given us wisdom to just handle the marriage thing, handle it right, and uh, it hasn't been easy at times, marriages like that, but it's the first year, so, you know, it's thrilling, right? Remember your first time eating, you know, having your first lick of ice cream or that first, you know, delicious dessert from a different country, uh, delicious cuisine, that restaurant, that sushi. How many of y'all eat sushi here? Beautiful, beautiful Japanese thing. You know, I love first-time experiences. I remember my first time, you know, driving my, my car. When I was 16, I, you know, I was working at Tim Hortons and I earned up some money to get myself a car. It was manual, you know, gearbox, and I was just ripping around, speeding. I should not be telling the youth this, but I was, I was a speedster. And the thrill of the first-time experiences. It's amazing marriage for the first year, it's, it has been amazing. And some of the experiences that you have, it has been amazing. How many of y'all, how many youths do I have here who have gotten their driver's license this year? How amazing has it been? <laughs> how many of y'all had your first kiss this year? Any youth? <laughs> Anyone? I'm a youth pastor, so anything goes. This is my opportunity out of the year to just go for it. I got the pulpit here, Pastor Mike is over there, so. The thrill of first time experiences. How many of y'all had those? It's amazing to see some of the stories that I have been able to experience and, and witness. The first year of being a Christian it is an amazing thing. The stories that we've been able to just witness When a person turns away from their old ways, their own ways, and turns to God and becomes a follower of Jesus. We've seen some of that in the youth ministry. And it has been just a thrilling experience. But then what happens to first-time experiences is after a while, you get to some of those mundane moments. Some of those real-life moments. And we had some of that this first year of marriage. Did not think that it's this, um, you know, it's hard work sometimes. I it's not just my thoughts, not just my feelings, but I have to care for my wife and family on that side and family on this side, and we're praying for just God's move to just help us through the difficulties that we experience. All of you who have been married for a long time know this. All of you who have had some challenges know this. And so it has been amazing. But first-time experiences hit a point where the mundane and the reality happens, just hits you. And with the character that we're going to look at tonight, in the Bible, John 3, his name is Nicodemus. He was actually a ruler of the people he's... He was a religious leader, a religious authority. And he is getting to a point with his religiosity, with his spiritual life, if we can say that at this point, he's getting to a point where it is mundane. There is no real connection with God. And we're going to see what it means to have a real personal relationship, powerful, true real connection, real relationship with God in his story when he encounters Jesus Christ. Religion teaches that you can do all of these things to reach out to God. And he was the epitome of what religion wants to do. He was part of the Sanhedrin. He was part of the religious authority of the day. A group of people who saw themselves as the elite religious leaders of the day. And we're going to see how religion versus relationship and how Jesus, a personal connection with Jesus, is the real deal. Is the one that really gives us this spirit, this power, this joy, this amazing life. That's not according to the consequences that we experience in life. But according to the very spirit that that lives in us. And so I'm going to get to that. I got some props here. Some of the stories I want to share with you guys. But uh, let's look at God's word together. In John 3, if you have your Bibles, uh, you got the bulletin there too for the scripture. John 3. Jesus and Nicodemus. There was a man from the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to him at night and said, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one could perform these signs you do unless God were with him. Jesus replied, Truly I tell you, unless someone is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. How can anyone be born when he is old? Nicodemus asked him. Can he enter his mother's womb but a second time and be born? Jesus answered, truly, I tell you, unless someone is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Whatever is born of flesh is flesh, and whatever is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not be amazed that I told you that you must be born again. The wind blows where it pleases, and you hear its sound, but you don't know where where it comes from or where it is going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. How can these things, things be? Asked Nicodemus. Verse 10, are you a teacher of Israel and don't know these things? Jesus replied, truly I tell you, we speak what we know and we testify to what we have seen. But you do not accept our testimony. I have told you, I have told you about earthly things and you don't believe. How will you believe if I tell you about heavenly things? No one has ascended into heaven except the one who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. Just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up so that everyone who believes in Him may have eternal life. For God loved the world in this way. He gave His one and only Son so that everyone who believes in Him will not perish but have eternal life. That's where we get the most famous passage in the Bible. For God so loved the world in this way. And yet when we look at where we are going as a society, a lot of times when we grew up in church, we've heard the stories, we've done some of the things that are required for us to have this religion, have this connection with God, we see that the religiousness of it. We see that Nicodemus, who him, he, him, he himself is a religious leader, actually does not have this spiritual connection, this real connection with God. And so in this conversation where Nicodemus comes to Jesus at night and actually calls him a rabbi, which most of the people don't call Jesus a, a rabbi because he doesn't have the, professional, you know, official training of, uh, of the day. And so we see that Nicodemus has respect for Jesus. But not only that, we see that as a religious leader, unlike Nicodemus and the rest of the Sanhedrin, this group of people, religious elitists, he is not like them because he was willing. To search for God. With all of the religious stuff that is happening. That they're doing in the day. The elitists. The Pharisees. Think that they know it all. They know who God is. What God does. And they would have all of these different oral traditions that they had. So that they, would, they could think of themselves as highly and above all the other people. They thought they had it all together. But one of those people out of that group. Nicodemus. Is a guy who is really searching for something. You see Nicodemus. Scholars are saying that he has been with this group of people. This religious sect. For a while. For many years. He was a teacher. He was a leader in that sect. But somehow maybe he has realized. He's starting to realize that there is no power. There's no real change. There is no spirit here. God's connection with these people are not enough. I'm looking for something more. How many of y'all look for solutions when you see problems? And see, those kinds of people are really the people who find solutions you see the problems in the world today well look for the solution and we believe in this church that God is the one who gives us the ultimate solution to all of the problems that we have today he God might not give us the solutions the way we want God is the one who gives us the best solution when Jesus came to earth, he establishes a spiritual kingdom. And so it is not based on religion, what, what you can do, what you can accomplish, what your morality looks like, what, what, you know, how you compare yourselves to others, and maybe you're better than that murderer over there or that robber over there. But at the end of the day, Jesus tells Nicodemus, you must be born again because there is a standard. You you can't make your own standard on your own. God's standard is this. Perfection. Righteousness. Whatever is right, whatever is true. Now, nowadays, we don't even believe that there is absolute truth. But we know in Scripture, we know from our experiences that there is absolute truth. And Jesus Christ, we believe, is the absolute embodiment of all truth. There is no lie in him. He is the character of God. He is sent down to earth to be the perfect example and not only that, the perfect savior. And so when we say that I'm not as bad as that person over there, I'm not as bad as that murderer over there, we're really looking at humanistic standards. We're really looking at low standards. But you see, God's standard is different. God's standard is way over here. Maybe Nicodemus is right here. Murderers is over here. Whatever, you can compare yourself to someone who's worse. But it doesn't make a difference when you go up against God's standard. standard. Standard of perfection. Standard that is absolute truth. God's moral law. God's holiness. You see, when we preach about the love of God, a lot of times we miss out on the part that we do need the love of God because we are so sinful. Because we can't, we can't go against God's standard with our, with our own. With our own morality, with our own religion, with our own trying to please God with our own ways. No, Jesus cuts straight to the heart of Nicodemus he goes to the point he says unless you are born again you cannot see the kingdom of god a religious leader someone who is we know he is wealthy Nicodemus is wealthy because later on when he became when he becomes a christian he actually provides so much so much for for you know, the, the burial of Jesus um, when they were preparing him for the, for the Jewish burial when he died. He put in 75 pounds of spices to prepare his body. You're only, you know, five pounds is enough. but he went on to show his heart that he would do all of these things for Jesus. He would give all of this out for Jesus. But we don't see Nicodemus there yet. In this story, he is in the process of discovering what it really means to meet God, to go to him, to be humble enough to see, to be humble enough to know that he doesn't have what it takes. Maybe in the process, he was realizing this. As Jesus tells him straight to the point, He goes for it, doesn't doesn't go around the fact of the matter. Verse 3, truly I tell you, unless someone is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus asked, how can anyone be born when he is old? Nicodemus asked, can he enter his mother's womb a second time and be born? Jesus answered, truly I tell you, unless someone is born of water and of spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. What does that mean? born of water, born of spirit. You see, with his religion, with his flesh, Nicodemus, with his accomplishments, with all of his accolades, with his wealth, with all of the status that he has, according to the standard of the day, maybe even our standard of what a good guy is, he kind of makes it to heaven because he's a good guy, doesn't kill people, and just he tries to be good and, He knows a little bit about the Old Testament scripture. But when it comes to God's standard, Jesus tells him straight to the point, and Nicodemus starts to realize how can this be? How can this happen? You need to be born again. See, the title of my sermon tonight is How to Be a Christian. I don't know if you've seen those Netflix titles, those shows, you know, there's a lot of shows that says, you know, how to be, you know, how to be, how to be a murderer. There's a show on Netflix like that. There's how to be this, how to be that. But we're talking about good things here. We're talking about the truth here. And so why not talk about how to be a Christian, how to be a born-again believer? It's not going through your mother's womb again for the second time. Being born again is this. You see, he talks about flesh, giving birth to flesh, spirit giving birth to spirit. When we were born, you were given this flesh, flesh. Your mother gives birth to flesh and you grow up, you experience life. You have all of these things that you get to, you know, experience in life, the thrill of the first experiences, all of that is great. Scripture tells us there needs to be a spirit-giving life to a spirit. That's how you become a born-again believer. Not through physical means of doing it, but spiritual things of doing it. And not us trying to make our way to heaven, making some schemes, trying to feel good, making a list, check marks of what we want to accomplish. But it's through this spirit to spirit, personal connection, God coming down from heaven himself, preaching the good news and going to the people and breathing into them the Spirit of God. The rest of the religious leaders of the time were not able to receive the Spirit of God. They were not able to be born again. The reason why is that they were not Searching, really, for God. Yeah, these religions, but they were not really searching for the presence of God. They were not able to realize, like Nicodemus here, that there is something wrong with how things are going. With how there is no spirit, there is no power, there is no real change. As Nicodemus was able to realize, this Jesus, whom everybody was Following and talking about, he must be the guy. He must be the person. I know he comes from God. He realizes there is power and there's authority. With all the signs and wonders that Jesus was doing, healing people from sickness, saving people from their sin, he was able to realize that there is something enough here, unlike his brother's that he would be willing to come to him and ask him questions. Now we see Nicodemus being afraid he had to do it at night. He was afraid about his brothers, about his religious friends, just because once he gets associated with Jesus, it's going to be bad. It's going to be, it's going to be his status would be tainted. Those people, those elite leaders hated Jesus. And so he comes to a realization. And we know that he would become a Christian, a follower of Jesus. The water represents the cleansing of sin. There has to be a cleansing of sin. Even if we are not as bad as the murderers and the robbers and the in the rapists and the people in this world. God's standard is still higher. Can't make it. No matter how high I try to jump up. Make my deeds visible to God. Do all of these things to check off the box. A spirit has to give way and birth to a spirit. When we're talking about making it to heaven, how many of y'all want to make it to heaven someday when you die? (laughs) How do you make it to heaven? A preacher that I grew up in said, you know, you first have to die and then you go to heaven. Before you die, you need to be born again. There is this spiritual regeneration. This has to happen. We learn from... The story of Nicodemus that it is not enough to have some religion under your belt. Not enough to do good deeds to make it into heaven. You need to be a born again believer. You need to be a Christian. You need to be a follower of Jesus. And when you do that, his spirit, God's spirit, gives life to your spirit. And you get a new life. A new breath in you. Yeah, you know, we just moved into this place. Our The thrill of first experience, we just got our first house. My wife and I, and we just moved in. We're so tired. We're running on six hours, five hours of sleeps for the next, you know, for the last three weeks. And, but it's been amazing. This house is awesome. We're going to party it up. If you're a youth, you know, get ready. We're going to party it up up there. Um, It has been awesome experience to get this house, but at the same time, I didn't know that my wife wanted to the whole, that paint the whole house right away, and so I was like, whoa, all right, I gotta gotta do all of these things, gotta fix up the cars, and and yeah, you know, like paint the house. We gotta, I guess, we we just gotta do it. We just gotta get there. And when we got to the house, you know didn't have a fridge, didn't have a stove, didn't have washer and dryer. And so we, get, we, you know, we had to get all of those, fix up the cracks on the walls and fix up everything. And we get to the freezer, you know, in this hot weather. When you're working in a house, you absolutely need hydration. You need cool water. But their freezer's not working. It's not cooling up. And so we had to. Well, we defrosted it. We had to clean it up and make it smell good. It was disgusting. Most disgusting thing I've ever smelled in my life. And, and so we made it work. I plugged it in, and I waited one day. And I think it started to cool. You know the the drink that I have, but it, it wasn't working out. Um, took it all apart. I'm a tinkerer. I take everything apart if I can fix it. I'm not going to pay labor costs on my cars or anything like that. And uh, so I pulled it apart. I have a part here. This is from the fridge. And I ordered a new part. And I think it just arrived. I got a notification on my phone like two minutes ago. It had just arrived at our place. I'll try to fix it up. Because it's going to cost, you know, more money to pay labor costs. But anyhow, it's interesting to me. And it clicked. With me when I was preparing for this sermon, flesh gives way to the flesh, gives birth to flesh, but spirit gives birth to spirit. I had an epiphany when I was fixing this thing. I hooked up the fridge and I realized the thing is actually, you know, the coils and everything. There's prion in there, there's ice going on in there, but it's not moving. Throughout the system, throughout the fridge. And I realized when I took it apart well, it's got a burnt motor. No wonder why the air, the cool air that it can, you know, that it works, that it produces, does not go out throughout the system. And so it's kind of cold a little bit on here, here, but it doesn't make, it doesn't work perfectly. And so, such an essential thing when you know we're out in hot weather you know you know drinks everything it has to be cold essential essential jesus is saying to nicodemus none of the things that you do none of the things not of the good reputation not the wealth that you have is enough to accomplish what god requires God's standard is higher. He's simply saying, it's not good enough, Nicodemus. We need spirit giving birth to spirit. Therefore, let me give you the life, the breath, the spirit that you need. I'll make your spirit come alive through the power that I'm going to give you. If you would be willing, if you would be humble, if you would come to your senses and not think about the religiosity to think that it would work out for you to somehow get to God. No, God has to come down. And how many of y'all know, if you've been a Christian for a long time, did God come down from heaven? Did he? Yes, he did. And he accomplished what no human being can accomplish. On that cross, he was saying, yep, I'm going to connect you to God, and I'm going to spread my love all throughout the earth. If you can see me lifted up on the earth, I will save all people. But you have to come. You have to be willing. You have to come to your senses, come to mind and realize and be humble enough to say, Lord, God, I, I can't produce my own morality and my own good deeds to be enough to meet your standard." So I have to come to you. I have to be humble enough to say, I need your spirit to give me new life from spirit to spirit. That's the only way it is possible. That's what it means to be born again is to have new life. That's why we have this name in our church community, new life. That's the breath, the new breath that no being on, in this universe can provide for you, can give you, but the God himself, the God of the universe Gives you this spirit so that you can be spiritually alive. It's interesting to me, the Greek word for spirit in the New Testament is pneuma breath, wind, moving air. And I realized, I told Abigail this, I was like, whoa, this is something amazing. Epiphany. You can plug in your fridge. But if the motor is burnt out, the condenser fan is not working. Even if it looks like it is a fridge, it, is, it looks like it's, it could work. It looks like it cools off, food, whatever you put in it. If it doesn't have the moving air, if it doesn't have the ability to just move the cool air throughout its system, it is not going Work. And I realized the same way as I was preparing for the sermon, the same way that Jesus was telling Nicodemus, you have to be born again. It can't be from flesh to flesh. It can't be from your rituals and your good deeds that you can have this connection with God. It has to be God breathing in you life and breath so that you would have his presence, his power living in you. That means that you are God's, you are his, you are a follower of Jesus, you are a believer of Jesus. It means you you have been born again. You are new. You have new life that is in Jesus Christ. Breath. I can challenge you. If you've been hearing this message for the first time, you might be seeing this on the video. A friend might have brought you here. Spirit has to give birth to Spirit. Only God can do that. Salvation does not belong to people who think they know everything or that those people who think that they can come to God with their self-righteousness. There's no salvation for people who, have, who are self-righteous. That's why in the Garden of Eden, when God breathed into the nostrils of the first man and woman, they became alive. Ruach is the Hebrew word. It's breath. Spirit to spirit. Breath to breath. This Is the requirement of God that you would be humble enough to say I don't have it all together I I'm not the sin the most sinless person in the world I am sinful I need forgiveness I need to come to you you are the one who can forgive my sin therefore I come to you you see out of all of the religions in the world out of all the you know the different sects in the world only Christianity Only the Christian God, only Jesus Christ is the God who actually comes down to us, becomes a human being, perfectly lives a life that we can never live, God's standard. And therefore, he is able to give us the life when we believe in him and follow him and let his spirit live in us. It has to be from spirit to spirit. And so you would have to make a decision. If I can invite anyone tonight, To receive the spirit of God through belief and trust in Jesus Christ. The Bible says if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. Believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. You will be saved. Your heart genuinely seeking God. The Bible says that as we draw near to him, he draws near to us. That part, that is the part that is part of our responsibility. We come to him, comes to us. And he's already provided everything that you would ever need. So that this salvation, this connection, this relationship can begin again. When you do this, you become personally connected with God forever. The heavens will be celebrating. Angels in heaven would be celebrating. Jesus will be with you through his spirit in you. And so if you want to make this decision, if you've heard this message for the first time or You might have grown up in church. You might be a Nicodemus who just needed to hear the truth. And maybe you have not decided for yourself to really commit your life to Jesus Christ. You can do that today. You see, Nicodemus was a teacher of the law. He was an expert of the law. But he did not know the requirements. And so Jesus goes to him, tells him what he needs. You need to be born again. For anyone here who needs new birth, new life, breathe into them by God himself. You can come. You can confess him as Lord and he will save you and he will cleanse you and he will give you new life. You are a new creation in him. Born again believer, you will be a person who is able to do not only what God calls you to do, but also a person who would make these forever connections not only with god but with people that's why i love this church new life and the churches that we have been part of before and we pray for the, all of the churches here in lloydminster this is not only this but it's also this and so if you've been a christian for a long time this is also a challenge are we going to be like nicodemus in a positive sense that he was searching for God's movement, God's spirit, God's power, to do what only God can do so that we can be the people that God called us to be, to love people, to save people. That's why we're doing all of these things so that we can reach out to our community in Lloydminster and share the love of Jesus with them. And so that's a challenge for all of us to do this. I thank you for volunteering, putting all the time and efforts in doing all of these things, volunteering your time, accomplish God's purpose. I thank you, God bless you. And so if you are making a decision, for those of you who have been hearing this message for the first time, you might be in the video watching this. You can pray a prayer simply. You can come to God and make this connection. And for those of you who are committing yourself for the first time, none of that religion matters out of the things that you've done, not even confirmation or, you know, previous commitments. If there's no real spirit of God living in you, you need to be born again. You need to commit fully to Jesus Christ, to follow him, to let his spirit live in you. Do what it calls you to do, live a life of purpose. And so let's pray for the benefit of those who are doing this for the first time. So just so it's not awkward, can you pray with me, church family? Lord Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner. Thank you for forgiving me. Thank you for the life that you offer me. I receive it now. I turn away from my sin and I give you my life. Change me. Make me new they follow you for the rest of my days I commit to you now thank you for this connection that can be started thank you Lord Jesus your name pray amen right thank you church family thank you for all the times for listening tonight for just volunteering your times here and I just pray and challenge you if you have decided to do that welcome to the Next next step stable, and we would be glad to start you and your spiritual journey. And for those who have been a Christian for a long time, let's continue moving forward. There is going to be more weeks, more Wednesdays, more opportunities to share God's love to our community. And so let's do it. All right? God bless you. See you guys again next week.
1: I'm going to close with one more song and... Just as Pastor Elijah has shared, you know, uh, this is just a this is a song of just response. So, um, if you've heard what Pastor Elijah has shared—the good news about how we have a hope in being born again in Jesus—we're um, going to do this song. Turn your eyes, and just invite you to respond through singing. If you need to or want to come forward for prayer, there are people that will pray with you. Um, let's just give Him praise. Jesus! G- through a a dark period and we're breaking through now and i don't know what maybe you've you've come here today maybe you've been trying to make it on your own and you're tired and you're feeling weary god says that we can come come all who are weary heavy laden and he will give you rest we can't do it on our own as pastor elijah was sharing it is only by god's grace and this uh previous God just gave me this word of abide. All we need to do is come and abide. Be with Him. Be in Him. So, as we move into this bridge here, I just want to invite you, come. Whether you maybe you've done the Christian thing for a long time, but you started trying to do it on your own, trying to do all those things that you know sometimes you feel you've got to do as a Christian, it becomes about the work instead of about Jesus and what He's done for us. And so, Come forward if you want for prayer or just where you're at sitting. Just lay those burdens down and let God take it and give you rest. So let's just sing here. In the light of His glory and grace, there's freedom. He brings that freedom. In the light of His glory
0: and grace, there is freedom, healing,
1: feeling this place. In the light His glory and grace, there is free.
3: next week there's more to come there's more hot dogs to serve there's more water cold water to serve people in this hot weather in the coming Wednesdays and so God bless everyone God bless you may he go with you this week there's gonna be more stuff so we're gonna prop it up back back again coffee there visit with friends and family here God bless you all see you next week